Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Canadian Corner. I'm your host, Catherine Young, here to bring you all things Canadian. Now, if you don't know how the Canadian Corner works, every week I profile a different Canadian who means something to this country. A Canadian who had a real impact on the personality and the people of this country. Now, Today, I will be talking about a hockey great, somebody who influenced us with his brightly patterned suits and his great opinions on the NHL. We all know Don Cherry, the polarizing figure from Hockey Night in Canada. We all know the opinions that he has on all the players from the National Hockey League. But did you know that he himself only played one game in the league? Most of his career was centered in the AHL, and after a satisfying career, he coached the Boston Bruins for five years. So he hosted Coach's Corner for 33 years. He was voted the 7th greatest Canadian of all time. In 2010, a two-part movie called Keep Your Head Up, Kid, The Don Cherry Story was made. He was born in Kingston, Ontario, to Delmar and Maud Cherry. So his father's father, who is his grandfather, was an original part of the Northwest Mounted Police, which is now known as the RCMP. His father was an amateur athlete, which was known to have influenced his love for hockey. And his younger brother, Dick, Dick Cherry, actually played professional hockey for two seasons in the NHL. So when Don Cherry played for the Hershey Bears, which is a team in the AHL, he met his eventual wife, Rosemary Rose Cherry, who was nay Rosemary Madeline Martini. So... Because Don played minor league hockey, he and Rose moved 53 times, and they never had proper furnishings or a decent home. Don was often away during the important moments of their life, like the birth of their first child, Cindy Cherry. So six years after Cindy's birth, Rose gave birth to their son, Tim. Tim was actually integral, integral in the creation of the movie Keep Your Head Up, Kid, the Don Cherry story. He wrote the script that the movie was based off of. So when Tim was 13 years old, he actually needed a liver transplant, and his sister, Cindy, gave him one of her own. Now the two live across from each other in Kingston, and only live just around the block from their father. So Rose passed away from liver cancer in 1997. In honor of his wife and all of her battles and her perseverance during the difficult times in their lives, Dawn created the Rose Cherries Home for Kids, and her name probed Dawn to always wear a rose on his lapel. There is also a street in Ontario named after his wife Rose. He married his second wife, Luba, in 1999. She did not have as much of an impact on Dawn as Rose did, and Rose always had a very special place in his heart. So, Don Cherry played junior hockey for the Barry Flyers and Windsor Spitfires in the OHA. He won the Memorial Cup as a defenseman with Barry in 1953. He dropped out of school and signed with the Hershey Bears in 1954. Now, I remember I was reading a Gordie Howe biography, and Gordie Howe talked about how one of his greatest regrets in life was actually dropping out of school. He says now that he encourages all of the people that he meets to just finish school because even though he was able to have a very prolific career he dropped out of school so that he could work instead and also play hockey um and he said even if you just finish and graduate high school that's the most important thing that you can do and 
Wayne Gretzky actually <laughs> said that he was not a very smart guy. I was reading um, the book that Murray Howe wrote about his father. And he said that when he played hockey with Wayne Gretzky, um, he was talking about school and how he got a really good mark on his test. And Wayne Gretzky was like, wait, you even study for those things? It was just really funny to hear that somebody like Wayne Gretzky wasn't smart book-wise, but he was still super successful. But it's just interesting because there's a lot of opinions as far as hockey and school go. Should you stay? Should you go? But, you know, if you're a kid that's considering this, remember that Gordie Howe always encourages you to stay in school. <laughs> so, um, he had a long playing career in minor hockey. And in 1955, the Boston Bruins called him up for a playoff game. He claims that a baseball injury that he suffered in the offseason is what kept him from making the NHL. So Don Cherry claims that if he hadn't suffered his um, baseball injury when he was younger, he could have had a very um, long NHL career. And, you know, I guess, I guess we'll never know. So he played minor hockey for 20 years. He retired in 1970, but he came out of retirement two years later to play two games with the Rochester Americans. He won the Calder Cup four times and the Lester Patrick Cup once in the WHL. At the end of his final season, he couldn't play anymore. He tried to work as a Cadillac salesman, but never had much success, and he worked as a construction worker. At one point in his life, he even worked as a painter for $2. This is a bit of a rags-to-riches story. He had a family that he had to support. He had a wife that he loved and children that he cared so much about. He was willing to do anything he could. He worked as a Cadillac salesman, a construction worker, and at one point, he worked as a painter for $2. In 1972, he was hired as a Rochester Americans coach, and he won the AHL's Coach of the Year. So if you're ever listening to John Don Cherry and you think, does he really know what he's talking about? He won the AHL's Coach of the Year, and he actually eventually won the Jack Adams Award with the Boston Bruins. So he wasn't a joke of a coach. He was actually quite impactful as far as coaches went. After three years in Rochester, he was promoted to coach of the Boston Bruins. And this is when people think of Don Cherry's actual NHL coaching career. They think mostly of the him being the Boston Bruins coach. So Don Cherry was really known for his eccentric coaching style and he encouraged tough play. If you know anything about Don Cherry, the one thing that you'll know about him is how much he just loves tough hockey. He likes the fighting, he likes getting dirty. Um, of course there's Rock'em Sock'em Hockey. If you ever go back and watch those, those are definitely tough hockey. So according to Don, he modeled his coaching style after his Bull Terrier Blue, who was a very feisty Blue Terrier. And if you ever go back and watch some old Don Cherry, Rock'em Sock'em Hockey in particular, but a lot of his segments featured his Bull Terrier Blue. And he actually, I think I remember hearing he had quite a few Bull Terriers named Blue. <laughs> so Don Cherry coached the Bruins to a record 11 players with 20 goals or more. And as I said, uh, Don Cherry won the Jack Adams Award that year. The Bruins made the playoffs twice with Don, but fell to their arch-rivals, the Montreal Canadiens, both times. You can imagine that Don didn't have a very good relationship with the general manager, Harry Sinden, and was fired shortly after. He has the kind of personality that really interferes with other people, and especially when you know you're not the top 
man, the big head honcho, your opinions tend to interfere. So Don went to coach the Colorado Rockies after that, and under his reign, the Rockies adopted the motto, come into the fights and watch a Rockies game break out. When I first read that, I thought that was so funny because, like, you go watch a hockey game, and you come and watch the fights, and you watch a hockey game break out. Now, I actually didn't know that the Colorado Rockies existed so recently. Like, I was reading a Wayne Gretzky biography, and they were talking about um, Lanny McDonald and how he played for the Colorado Rockies. And I just thought, what? That's so weird. That They moved quite um, soon after that to New Jersey. So that's where the New Jersey Devils came from. So Don was really cred credited with being able to rejuvenate the failing Rockies franchise for just a couple more years. But, unsurprisingly, Don feuded with the general manager, Ray Myron, and admits that that did not endear him to management. So that's the thing, if you're not a submissive, respectful person, you're much less likely to keep your job and be in a stable position with the people that you work for. So... Um, as far as international hockey goes, Don Cherry was the assistant coach for Team Canada in 1976 and head coach for the 1981 Canadian Cup, which Wayne Gretzky played for. Um, and he was apparently very disappointing in that tournament. He, they lost brutally. That That is very sad. It's called the Canadian Cup. You should expect Team Canada to win. So Don Cherry was the part owner of the OHL's Mississauga Ice Dogs. He gained notoriety for actually refusing to take part in the CHL's import draft and only drafting North American players. And if you want to know how that worked out for him, uh, the Ice Dogs only won 16 games in their first three seasons combined. So as far as three seasons go, they only won 16 games. <laughs> but... You know, that's why you don't underestimate the European players, because um, if you look at the Edmonton Oilers, uh, if you haven't been able to gather, those are, uh, that is my favorite team. If you look at the um, Oilers that were super successful in the 80s, my grandma always tells me about this. She was a huge Edmonton Oilers fan at that time. They, before that, when they were coming up from the WHA, they were really known for their blocky North American style of hockey play. But when they adopted the European style, uh, greatly in part, due to uh, Yari Curry, they allowed the wingers to sort of cross over and defend the other side of the ice. So, like, if they were a left winger, the left winger could go over to the right wing and vice versa. And that really made them this huge scoring machine and this giant threat. That's part of the success of the Edmonton Oilers is because they adopted a style that no other team in the league was using. And eventually that um, sprouted off into what is now known as the European style of hockey, uh, which actually Don Cherry was quite against. He was uh, really there for the rough type of hockey, that rough North American style of hockey, which was honestly something that the Oilers weren't really known for. Of course, they had Marty McSorley, they had uh, Dave Semenko, you know, those guys were there to protect and to fight, but they had to be because all these other teams were so deeply ingrained with that feisty battle just mentality when they came to approach hockey you know there's a reason that the broad street bullies were called the broad street bullies because they were tough and they were willing to hurt as long as they could win so you know that's really what don cherry was invested in that style of hockey
So, um, Don Cherry took over coaching the team during their fourth season, and um, contrary to what he believed in the first three seasons, when he was the coach of the team, he let European players onto his team, so they improved to 11 wins that season. Finally, after the 1980 season, he was hired as an analyst for CBC, working alongside host Dave Hodge. So this is sort of where that Don Cherry era begins, I sort of call it. If you look back on so many people who are involved with hockey now, whether it be players or just other media people like um, Steve Dangle in his book, This Team is Ruining My Life, but I love them. Uh, He talked about how he used to watch Don and Ron and just be totally just enamored by them because they were making his parents laugh and his parents were interested in them. But they were also vital to his enjoyment in hockey. And that's what Hockey Night in Canada has always been because even if you go back before Don and Ron to even the time of Foster Hewitt, there are so many players who got into the game because of him. Like Fred Saskamoose, who was the first First Nations player ever in the NHL, used to listen to um, Hockey Night in Canada and Foster Hewitt on the little radio at the residential schools. And that's really what made him learn about hockey so hockey night in canada has always been this necessary part of the league because without it who knows how many players wouldn't exist now in 1981 cbc hired him full-time as a color commentator but he didn't last long in that role because he had a tendency to cheer for one of the teams usually the bruins or the leafs he had a lot of problems with being unbiased and honestly that does not surprise me So instead, Coach's Corner was created, and Dave Hodge was replaced uh, with Ron McLean, and thus began uh, the most amazing time in history, in the history of hockey media. Coach's Corner was so impactful on the league. It just was. Everybody was watching Coach's Corner. But it wasn't just Coach's Corner. They were all watching Don Cherry. I remember my mom told me that she had this neighbor who used to always um, invite her over to their house and uh, she would watch Rock'em Sock'em Hockey with him and she showed me some of it and I'm like, I that's kind of the moment that I realized that I'm not really a huge, per- in, I'm not super interested in fighting. I don't really get the appeal of fighting as much. I think that the aggressive nature is definitely a necessary part of the league but fighting is just sort of like a waste of time. That's kind of how I see it. Um, so, yeah, Coach's Corner was established, Don Cherry's loud, outspoken nature became notorious, and his shows are described as game analysis, cultural commentary, and playful parring with host Ron McLean. Don was known for his catchphrase, all you kids out there, we've all heard it before, all you kids out there better pay attention, that's how you play hockey, or you don't go throwing your jersey on the ice, those are all Don, um, things that we've heard him say before he was also known for his unabashedness when it came to his favorite players like steve weiserman and doug gilmer he was known to praise players who showed great toughness praising a phoenix coyotes player who crawled off the ice after suffering a bone shattering slap shot from st louis player al mckinnis yes al mckinnis fired a slap shot at his ankle In May 2004, there were rumors that he was going to be terminated from CBC, but he ended up re-signing his contract, luckily. He didn't end then, but he did end eventually, I will tell you that.
Um, yeah, so from 1984 to 2019, Don Cherry hosted a radio show called Don Cherry's Grapevine. So a lot of people tuned into that for so many years. Uh, Don Cherry was always known for his exuberant suits, jackets, shirts, and ties. I remember when I was talking um, about the Don Cherry firing to my grandma, who never pays attention to hockey, ever. She only knows the name of Wayne Gretzky because she was an adult in that era. Um, but I told her about how Don Cherry got fired, and she just kind of said, Oh yeah, you know that guy, he had so much confidence being able to, to wear those suits every week, you know? Good for him, he never worried about what people thought of about him and I thought that's very true and it's very interesting how people outside of the sport uh, were able to notice that and pick up on the fact that he really doesn't care about what other people think about him. Don Cherry was always known and was greatly criticized for his opinions on different ethnicities such as French Canadians and Europeans causing his broadcast to be put on seven seconds delays after 2004. And it's actually interesting how he has such strong criticisms for Canadians and Europeans, or sorry, French Canadians and Europeans, considering the fact that some of the greatest hockey players ever were French Canadian and European. For example, you know, Yvonne Cornier, Guy Lafleur, Maurice Richard, Henri Richard, basically every Montreal Canadian ever. <laughs> and then Europeans like Timu Solani and... Um, why am I blanking right now? Pavel Bure, there's Marcel Dion, all of these guys, um, all the Europeans, they were amazing players like uh, Philip Forsberg. I don't really get how you can undermine what those guys did, but it's his opinion, you know, freedom of speech. Don Cherry was always a great advocate for women's hockey and sledge hockey. In 1997, the Canadian women's hockey team had a tribute to Rose Cherry and said, The growing popularity of the women's game in our country owes a great deal to Don and Rose Cherry. Don has been a, gro a strong supporter of the female game since the early 1980s and continues to speak out in favor of women's hockey. It's a pleasure for me, as chairman of Canadian Hockey, to be a part of this tribute to Rose Cherry, who has been a keen supporter of female hockey herself. Now, personally, I've been quite impacted by female hockey. My mom, she's a female hockey player. She played hockey. She went to Canada Games for Team Alberta. And she's always told me about so many people who had such a great influence on that. And, and you know, female hockey didn't go to the Olympics until Nagano 1988. But people really fought hard for that. And so it was well-deserved in Canada has done very well <laughs> in hockey in the Olympics since then. Uh, Don Cherry was also known for his great disapproval of goal celebrations, shaking his head at Sidney Crosby's knee slide or Ovi celebration after his 50th goal. And I actually don't disagree with Don Cherry on this. The m most painful thing for me to watch when watching any hockey game, be that my siblings or the NHL, is a very boisterous celebration. I tell you, I cringed so hard during every storm surge last season watching the Car carolina hurricanes do that was so difficult because just something about it was just painful i just don't get how you could be so full of yourself to think that that is acceptable at all and i remember my mom sat my siblings down one day because all three of them play hockey and she's like you cannot have celebrations like they do in the NHL. Those celebrations are incre incredibly boastful and just disrespectful to the other team. You know, you scored a goal, that's good, but you move on now. It's kind of how I view it as well.
of course, we all know that Don Cherry called the Carolina Hurricanes a bunch of jerks last year. And I was always surprised how, for the most part, the people that I watched on YouTube or listened to on podcasts were supportive of the Carolina Hurricanes. They thought it was bringing fun to the hockey game, but I really didn't see it as that way, especially seeing how nobody talks about it now. So it couldn't have been that impactful. As we all know, uh, this year on November 12th, Don Cherry was fired from his job at CBC. Coach's Corner... Its amazing legacy came to a close because of a comment that Don Cherry made. Now, I tell you, I studied this clip. I tried to understand where the people were coming from, and I guess in a way, I see it. If you don't know what happened, Don, Don Cherry said, You people, you come to our, ta- our country, you eat our bread and butter. And he was basically complaining about how the immigrants come to Canada, and the least that they can do is wear a poppy. But for the most part, they don't. And what is wrong with what he said? I don't know. Because he was always quite outspoken with his support for the Canadian troops and just for Canada in general. Um, I remember the immediate aftermath of this situation with so many people by boycotting um, Sportsnet and Rogers, but obviously that wasn't something that superseded the past months. I I haven't heard much about it after. It seems that Don Cherry has sort of faded into obscurity in a way because people just don't talk about him as much as they did even before his firing. And it's really unfortunate because this is a man who is going to have an eternal legacy and will always be affiliated with the sport. And um, we really do miss him on Hockey Night in Canada, and was it the right thing to do? I really don't think so. I think it was just Sportsnet saving their, uh, saving themselves because he's always been known to say controversial things. I I think they were looking for an excuse to fire him for a very long time now, but I was really unfortunate that he got fired. I remember when I first saw it, I thought it was a joke because every time I see something like that, you know, you're bound to think that it's a joke, but it wasn't a joke. He really was fired, and yeah, that's really unfortunate. So it isn't a great way to end uh, this profiling of him. But the most important thing is to remember everything that Don Cherry did for the sport and everything that he brought to it. He was really an amazing man and really necessary to this league. So Don, if you're listening, I thank you so much for everything that you did for Hockey Night in Canada. Well, that's all for today. I hope that I can hear you in the next episode of the Canadian Corner.